0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am your host, White Al. And today, I'll be telling you a few ghost stories. And um, some of these are... The first one I'm telling you, it's a personal one. It's one I experienced down in Mexico. And, of course, uh, a lot of these places I go and I've lived are pretty old for most of the part. You know, y'all guys have heard a lot of my stories... And, you know, I wanted to give you something different, Um, you know, lately we've been talking about uh, various things, um, especially what's what's going on in in the world, so I wanted to give you something different, so hopefully you guys find this entertaining. And so, my story begins back in 1995, and I was uh, in a small town in Mexico, uh, in the state of uh, Nuevo León, we were on vacation. And we were staying at my great grandmother's house that she was that where she was born and raised, literally born and raised um so you know this house is very big and it's you know now it it's been transformed a little different, but back then there was these families that would interconnect houses together. Uh, a lot of the times they were separated by uh, just a single door. Um, large families, you know, um, they had these, uh, these like, big wooden doors, almost like a double door uh, type frame. You know, it, it could get locked and open from either side, which is very, like, interesting. We went when it was a vacation. So it was around Easter and, um, you know... Uh, a lot of a lot of families were on vacation at the time and this house is a big house that got converted into several houses within the family. What they had, what ends up happening is these doors were permanently shut. Um, some of them were welded because they were divided. Like these section of this house was ended up being divided. And so, you know, um we were one of the first people there. Uh, were part of the interconnecting house and so a lot of the, f- the families weren't there yet and so you know in, in, in Mexico um, there some people have these metal big fans that they turn on and they leave them close to those, this window right these windows were like huge windows and they turn them on and like the nice cool breeze of the night would hit and Entered throughout the house and was amazing, absolutely amazing. So, you would sleep like in with open windows. And so, we uh, you know, it was getting near night, and they had you know brought in food, we were all eating, whatever. And uh, you know, we started hearing noises in the other side of the wall, which is the next house, the dividing house. We assumed that it was people coming from their drive, the long drive. Uh, from various parts of like within Mexico, and these is all families, this is like distant cousins or whatever, and so you know we're hearing the noise and we're like thinking we didn't check, we we just assumed that they were coming in, um, and so you know we're eating or whatever, and it's you know having a long night and talking to you know family or whatever um, in in our household. It came to the point where we were already heading off to bed. We're going to sleep or whatever, and I'm in my bed, and, and the next bed to mine is my sister's. My sister's bed, and I could hear one of our one of our cousins is like, you know, still like, um, in the restroom doing, you know, she's taking off her makeup or whatever, and her sibling is like outside in. in putting in uh, the trucks in the back and so um, she starts hearing. I guess she tells us she's hearing singing like oh somebody's singing on the other side of the wall and so you know they're like oh I wonder who's singing like which of our distant cousins is singing and so you know she goes outside to see if they're still up you know and she goes and checks and their lights are not on because you could tell again big windows their lights are not on and there's no cars outside there's no cars outside and there's no cars on the other side of the wall of their yard and so we're just thinking it's like okay what what, Who the fuck is in who's in the house right who's in the house and uh, her brother comes in and she goes, hey, did you see anybody out there? Did you see any of the trucks? I was like, no, they didn't see anything. And then she, I, got, I got here to them talking to my mom. And they're thinking somebody broke in or something. And so the next thing I know, it's like six, seven of my cousins, my mom, my my dad, um, my mom's aunt. they're all outside and we're looking through from the window and they're trying to figure out who's in because there's noise there's now noise and they hear like somebody in the kitchen because you could hear somebody in the kitchen and you could hear like what looks like sweeping or something I couldn't tell but I waited close to the door and I could hear movement like footsteps like the shuffling of feet and they're asking us through the window if they can still hear it. And we're like, Yeah, we can still hear it, we can still hear it And we're yelling at them, Yeah, it's somebody's still there, somebody's still there and you know, at some point they call, they call the cops, they call the police and they show up and then they're looking in and uh, uh my aunt my aunt my mom's aunt is looking through her purse to see if the shit has a spare key uh to open the door and they um they ended up opening the house, and they go in. The cops go in, and they're searching. They turn on the light. They're looking everywhere, and I remember going outside and, like, looking, and there's nobody there. There's nobody there. They're, they had people on the back part of the yard, and they're looking. And there's nobody there, and everybody's like, freaking out. I was like, who was there? What's happening? And my aunt goes, maybe there was ghosts. And my cousin was telling, you know, um, my aunt, and you know she had heard singing. I was like, "Oh, there was a singing," and there were there was a particular song that was being sung. And she goes, "Oh, my mom's aunt, her aunt, right, used to sing this particular song," from which she remembers visiting them. Um, when she was a little girl. And she would do that while she swept, washed the dishes, cleaned the house. It's a song she would just continuously sing and it just sent chills through everybody. Everybody just got like chills and was like cold, you know, it just changed the mood and and people just I, mean, I could tell, you know, a few of my cousins were like, "Oh, you know, it's a ghost." You know, there's something on the other side of the wall that we cannot see, but you could still hear it. Like, so our our uh, our cousins who were in the in the in the house, um, as soon as they stayed silent, they could hear shuffling and dishes being moved around when there was none in the kitchen. There was no dishes in the sink or anything like that. And they could just hear it. And I know that spooked them, you know, because they talked about that for years after that. Um, like every other night, whenever we would, uh, you know, uh, have a bit of coffee and, and donuts or whatever, or sweet bread, um, the stories would come up. And I just enjoyed listening to these stories because, one, I always thought they were amazing uh, piece of evidence to me, because they were like first-hand experience and you had tons of other people experience the same thing at the very same moment and people that, that was just like family, you know what I mean? Um, so that just solidified everything and, and it just took me back to the moment. Uh, growing up in my childhood, and it was just, to me, it, it was it was everything. Hearing, hearing these stories was pretty amazing. Um, but I mean, there were... These amazing stories of like hearing uh, these experiences um, later on in life. Uh, uh, some of my other uh, some of my other cousins would tell me some of the other experiences that they had uh, growing up there. And one of the, one of the other stories was my cousins uh, had gone to a dance or something, some concert nearby, and instead of driving. You know, they didn't want to drive uh, the long distance to uh, the city. So what they did was, you know, they used this house, same house to stay in instead of having to drive a long night. And more than likely they had been drinking. And so, you know, they uh, decided just to stay there for the night. You said, you know what, instead of driving, we're just going to stay here, which is perfect. And so you know for a lot of the, uh, their friends and uh, other cousins would stay at this place. You know, it was just a, a, a lot of our cousins had keys uh, to this to this house, and, uh, and one of those nights, and there was a similar experience with another cousin, uh, but then on this occasion there was other other folks, and uh, some some of the guys after the, this concert they stayed outside drinking. And a few of them went to bed, and so it's probably like four in the morning at this point, and everybody's going to bed and one of one of the cousins uh he's he's in his bedroom and he's sharing it with like um another cousin another cousin and a friend and he has the windows open, and he opens the windows and they open. Uh, from the from the inside out and so it, they push there's these glass frames and they push outside uh, and so they like swivel it's kind of weird um, but he opens his windows you know cool breeze coming in and so he's taking off his boots and he sees a shadow pass by and he thought oh somebody is outside uh closing the gate or moving the trucks or something or doing you know smoking or whatever and so he assumed somebody was out there and then he he hears like movement outside he first he didn't know what it was he thought it was somebody just moving something or um going to the restroom or whatever and you know he it peter's curiosity because he just kept hearing it and he assumed that at this point everybody was inside so he kind of peeks outside the window and there's nobody out there and so uh, what ends up happening is that he he kept hearing the sound and it sounded like somebody was best he could describe it it sounded like somebody was chopping wood like you just hear the the axe hitting the, the, the wood and he looked outside and there was nobody and he was like who the fuck is making all this racket and He and what he ends up doing is jumps out the window, right? It's not a big jump, so he just jumps out the window, and he looks. He looks outside. He looks around the around the back. Uh, There's nobody, but he could he could hear it like it was like a couple of feet from him, and he could see uh, to the neighbors uh, on the other side, um, their fence, and there was nobody out there. There There's nobody out there for. A couple of blocks, like he could tell, like he could see other people's yard, and there was nobody out there. And he could just hear it. it was like, it was like literally a couple of feet from me. And he just froze there for a bit, and he winds up doing. He just was like, I don't know what it was. So like, I went back, and to I jumped back through the window. And when he jumped back, the noise of the uh, of the axe stopped, and so. He, it stopped making this noise. And so what ends up happening is that when he looked back to see if he saw somebody walking outside or anything, as he looked to the window, he said he was about in the middle of the room. He turns around, he looks and he sees a shadow, no face, nothing, nothing, no, uh, no details of who this person was or what they were wearing or anything. He just sees like a shadow. Just passed by from left to right, and he was like, he kind of froze, and he peeked, he peeked, and uh, nothing. There was nobody out there, and he was like, "What?" And He was like, "What the fuck?" And he looked, and nothing. There was nobody because by the time he got to the, by the time he got to the window, he should have seen somebody heading out of the gate or he should have heard the gate close or if somebody tried to jump it he would have heard the gate rattle or something and there was none of that and so he knew he saw something he just didn't know what it was and I mean he had countless experiences there that house Uh, that house was always guaranteed that you would have some kind of experience always no matter what Um, I know my dad uh, my dad uh, had an experience there probably like about um, maybe about a year before that experience of one of my cousins Um, we were at a wedding and we went there to rest and I remember falling asleep and my dad was in the the neighboring bed Um, he fell asleep and uh, like we were sharing a room and then in the next room I think it was like um, my sister, a cousin my um, mom were all in, in the same bed it was a big bed and um, my dad had been still out with the, you know a couple of the friends and f- a family from the, from the wedding and they had been like drinking late into the night and he ended up going to bed um, at the end and he was one of the last people to go to bed and so, uh, he's he he had taken off his boots and everything, and he went to bed. And he said, in the middle of the night, of him, this is like at four or something in the morning. Uh, again, four or something in the morning, four or five in the morning, he felt somebody tugging his his toe, not his foot, his, his just just his toe. And he just he remembers like somebody just like pulling his toe, and he thought it was like my mom. Right. Being upset that he was out there still drinking so late. And so, um, you know, he just felt somebody pulling his toe and he remembers just kicking it off or whatever and turning around. Um, And he said that when this happened, he felt like somebody walked over him or by him and then maybe stood there and maybe he thought he thought it was my mom and then maybe whoever that was walked away and headed out the door you you could hear like the footsteps um I was like fast asleep I couldn't even tell if anybody broke in or whatever um but they walked right out the door and like around around 5 so in the morning uh, a few of the other cousins had gone to uh get breakfast um, for us for the, for the morning for the Oliver family um, that had gone to this wedding and so uh, they had gone and uh, you know they, were, they, were, they had been up but um, whenever my dad got up he was telling us you know he had this experience last night and he was like oh so one of y'all were was tugging my toe you know I don't know who it was you know he thought it was my mom my mom had already told him no it wasn't her and so they thought, well, it was one of our cousins, uh, one of our, one of our two cousins that liked to joke around and pull pranks like that. And they were like, no, we had, you know, we didn't even know when you came in back in, but uh, whenever we left in to go get breakfast, um, from one of our other families, um, you know they were asleep, but nobody nobody had bothered him. Nobody had gone into the room and done and did anything. Uh, and then they had left. You know everybody was still fast asleep, and they had gone to get like um, some kind of like caldo or something kind of like, like Mexican soup. Um, and so you know they just nobody could tell who that was. And it was always like this thing that, oh, you know your dad experiences somebody pulling his toe, you know his toe his big his big toe, and nobody ever knew who it was and apparently that that same night later on, we ended up finding out that that same night one of our cousins in one of the other rooms had heard uh somebody in the kitchen, and they kept waking up and checking the kitchen to see who was up, and there was nobody. And when it first initially started, he said that when he got up, um, that they were still that you know my dad and and some of our cousins were still outside drinking, but in this part of the of the house, the kitchen was closer to this cousin's bed, so he would have he would have heard the noise there, but he wouldn't have heard anybody drinking outside. Just the walls were so thick that sometimes. It, In some of the rooms, it was just hard to tell who was in the kitchen or if anybody was in the kitchen or even in certain areas of the house. And so, you know, it was just very weird that, you know, he could he couldn't tell who who was on the other side. And so, you know, he knew somebody was there in the kitchen because the kitchen from the room was open And so it was an open kitchen Um, there was no particular door to this to get to the kitchen. It was just, you know, a full wide open kitchen area and living room area. So you could hear somebody if you were in this particular bed, uh, bedroom, you could hear anybody who was in the kitchen or in the living room. But they couldn't hear if anybody was in the backyard or if anybody was in the other two rooms or three rooms, um, which is, you know, weird. Um, but from that room, you could also hear people if they were in the street. And so at that late, there was nobody in the street. I mean, it was just it was a small town. And so, you know, with the big windows, you could see literally like a few blocks down the street. And you could see who was out there. Uh, so this street had like, it was a wide street, and the the sidewalks were pretty pretty wide actually. And so, you know, there was just nobody. And he he kept waking up several times during the night. And then uh, on one of the nights, I mean, one of the one of the times he got up, um, there was nobody outside anymore. At this point, he he got he passed by where we were asleep, and he was like, "Whoa, well, everyone's asleep." And he, he remembers seeing my dad, like, asleep. And he was like, well, you know, I don't know who's making this, this noise, but somebody's out there. And on his way back, he heard somebody in the kitchen. And so he had to walk from, through the living room, through the, past the kitchen to get his bed, uh, to get his bedroom. And so when he was passing by, he slowed down. When he looked over the kitchen, there was nobody, um, there was a small light on, but there was nobody there. And so and he would just went to bed, um, never knowing who was out there. And, and he, this particular cousin, didn't even know about these stories, um, about anybody else's experience with, like, the the weird ghosts and whatever. Um, but, again, you know, some of the stories don't, sometimes they come out when, you know, you're having family, dis- uh, family, family discussions or family talks. Um, and you're sharing all these stories and all these other things, and that's, that's pretty amazing when when one family member starts sharing these stories and their experiences, um, you know, they start sharing um, these stories about this house. This house is always full of, like, different stories of, of different cousins multiple times of them staying there and having all these experiences, uh, but, you know, they there was always, like, this entity or something, um, whether it be in the house next door or in in the house or outside, whether it be chopping wood or cleaning dishes or sweeping, this this house had like a particular ghost that, or many ghosts or several ghosts, um, that were still doing chores or something. Um, you know, obviously one of them was an entity that wasn't a residual. You know, that was probably still, you know, pulling pranks or whatever. Um, who knows what? who that was or which, which family member was. Was it, you know, my great-grandma's grandmother or one of her siblings or, um, you know, a, another aunt or cousin or distant relative? You know, we just didn't know how many. I mean, we just didn't know how many family members lived in this house um, that had passed, you know, we knew obviously my great-grandmother's mother had passed, and um, some of her siblings and mother had passed, and they all lived at this house um, but at this point my great-grandmother was still alive and, uh her sisters were still alive, so and it was just very, it was very strange um, but even the ranch that that we had was also like weird and haunted um there's even a story of one of one of my cousins from Laredo. Uh, he grew up around horses and cattle and all that, um, and you know the whole ranch life. And um, he he, he remembers seeing at the at, at the ranch. He remembers seeing this horse, and uh, he said he saw this horse walking through through the trees, and uh, and he. He remembers like looking at it and he was like oh shit you know there's a horse loose and then he he realized he had this wasn't their horse because of the color um this horse was like a cream white color and they didn't have a horse like that um most of the, horse, the horses were like dark you know brown or black or um like a hazel um n- you know dark colors and so this particular horse was very different and he said that he, when he looked at it he shined a light at it and the rest of the horse almost like disappeared. Like the back end of the horse disappeared. And he saw the horse look at him and kind of turn and then walk off into the woods. And it was just the weirdest thing because he couldn't see the rest of the horse just like the head and the front feet and it just walked through the woods and disappeared and even like even that ranch has like stories too um a lot of the ranchers have have these uh, weird crazy stories um but with this i leave you hopefully you enjoyed um uh, my stories uh of these uh, entities and these weird ghost stories um but hopefully you know this keeps you through this uh times that we live in you know this uh, this, this this social distancing that we're doing um, we're hoping to get together soon with the rest of the cast uh, hopefully we are able to do um, some kind of like video conferencing don't think we're having issues with the audio we want to give you clear audio and so that's a bit of an issue especially with zoom and stuff like that uh, but we will definitely be looking forward to doing that in the future And again, hopefully you liked and enjoyed this episode. Share, rate us on iTunes. Um, That's how we get seen. And uh, I will see you on the next episode. Later.